the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You don't believe in me. I don't. What evidence would you have of my reality beyond that of your own senses? I don't know. Why do you doubt your senses? Because a little thing affects them, a slight disorder of the stomach. There might be a bit of bad beef, a blot of mustard, a fragment of an underdone potato. <laughs> There's more of gravy than of grave about you, whatever you are. Humbug, I tell you, humbug. Mercy. Dreadful apparition. I'm ready now. Think of home. Home. When I think of home, I think of a place where there's love overflowing. I wish I was home. I wish I was back there with the things I've been knowing. When that makes the tall trees bend into leaning, suddenly the snowflakes that fall have a meaning, sprinkling the scene makes it all clean. There's a chance for me to go back Now that I have some direction It puts you Hi everyone, welcome to the main event I'm Ken White, filling in for Ed Hoffman this week Ed is floating on a cruise ship somewhere in the Caribbean But he misses you all, and he'll be back here next week I am the host of the Southside Unicorn Podcast Show You can listen anywhere podcasts are broadcast Remember, if you're interested in getting involved with any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call Ed at 951-252-2027. If you want to get in touch with Ed and you don't want to talk on the phone, find him at edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. If there's any part of the show you want to be repeated, stay on edhoffman.net and click on the podcast page to listen on demand anytime. If you can't always hear the show on the radio, this is the easiest way to hear it whenever you want. Be sure to connect to the show on social media. Follow Ed on Twitter at Ed Hoffman and like the show on Facebook at the main event Ed Hoffman. If you want to leave a comment on the show, email him at ed at edhoffman.net. Ed reads them all, even if he can't respond to you. Don't forget about Ed's book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, still available at edhoffman.net. We opened up the show with a clip from the 1984 version of A Christmas Carol starring George C. Scott, and the movie The Wiz. I chose A Christmas Carol and the movie The Wiz. Yes, it's two uh, clips because that's how it works for, for me, yours truly, Ken White. Things blend together for me. I see a lot in many different things. The Wiz and A Christmas Carol, to me, are one and the same. Why? Because you have to get your Christmas spirit back. We've been through a lot in these many years. A lot of things have happened to us in our nation. A lot of things have gone down. And we are 
becoming cold. We're becoming callous. We're becoming used to being in traffic and just getting to where we're trying to go. And, oh, oh, look, there's another spot right there. Let me change lanes right now. Maybe I'll get another inch ahead. Instead of relaxing, giving that person in front of you a little space to live. Instead of us having joy in our hearts where it actually translates into our faces and into smiles. We've lost our Christmas spirit. I want you all to get that back. I want to get it back myself. And I found that with these two clips, A Christmas Carol and The Wiz, we can do that. I remember The Wiz. I remember going to the movies with my cousins and my uncle and seeing the movie The Wiz at the, at the movies. And she found herself in a strange place that wasn't home anymore. But she realized that she could get back home as easy as clicking her heels and wishing that she was there. I think about my home. You see, I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago to a single mom. And I remember Christmas. I remember Christmases. And somehow, some way, they were so beautiful, so magical. Seems like every Christmas morning when I woke up, there was a blanket of snow. And every house was adorned in lights. Everywhere you went, people were smiling and cheerful and they were, you know, picking out stuff for their loved ones. And let's not forget the Christmas wrappings. Let's not forget that. You know, I think about Christmas gifts. Sometimes, you know, the wrapping, that wrapping could be ornate. It could be very, very fancy. And then as a gag gift or whatever, there's just like <laughs> a rock or something inside. You're looking at all this wrapping paper thinking, ooh, wee, this has got to be good. This has got to be good. Well, that's the same way with life, ladies and gentlemen. Don't always get caught up in that wrapping. Don't always get caught up in the outer appearance of things. What really matters is what's inside of us, the internal parts of us. And that's what I want to, you know, discuss while we're on the show together today. I think about home. We all do. And when I think about home, yeah, my mind turns to Brittany Griner. Because, see, she's home. We all have different feelings about her. Everybody's got something they feel about Brittany Griner. I have some opinions about her too, and they're not all favorable. But when you think about the season that we're in, this is the holiday season. This is a time for love, family, and friends, and, and reconnecting. As a decent human being, and we all are, we can't help but feel something good for Brittany Griner. At this moment, because after all, she's home. She's home with her family. And for that much, we can all find some joy or satisfaction for her. Now, on December 8th, a WNBA player, Brittany Griner, was released into U.S. custody after 10 months of Russian detention. As you may recall, Griner was arrested at the airport in Moscow on February 17th. That's my birthday. Wow. For having cannabis vape cartridges inside her luggage. She had been in country to play with the Russian Premier League in the WNBA offseason. In August, a Russian court had given her a nine-year sentence after pleading guilty. The U.S. State Department got involved. And as we now know, they agreed to a prisoner swap that traded her for Russian arms dealer Victor Bout. Hmm. Let's discuss a few facts about Victor Bout. He was serving a 25-year sentence in a federal prison in Illinois. He had been convicted on charges of conspiracy to kill Americans. That's right, kill Americans. After he sold arms to a DEA agent posing as a Colombian terrorist. Now get this, the man is trying to get hooked up with a, a Colombian terrorist to get more arms, to make plans, to do what? Kill Americans. Yeah. Bout was nicknamed the Merchant of Death because of his notoriety for running a fleet of old Soviet-era cargo planes to various war zones in Africa. Have war, will travel. That was Victor Bout. His dealings inspired the Nicolas Cage film, Lord of War. 
So that's who we gave back to Russia in exchange for Brittany Griner. We'll hear more from him later. First, as you know, someone we did not get back was U.S. Marine Paul Whelan, who Russia accused of being a spy in 2018 when he was in the country for a wedding. He's been sitting in a Russian prison ever since. When Joe Biden first met Vladimir Putin in June of 2021, there was no discussion of a prisoner swap for Paul Whelan. Instead, Biden gave Putin a pair of custom aviator sunglasses and a $3,200 crystal bison sculpture. So four years later, Paul Whelan continues to rot in a cell while Brittany Griner, air quotes, the celebrity, comes home after 10 months. Here's Biden with an explanation for that. We never forgot about Brittany. We've not forgotten about Paul Whelan, who's been unjustly detained in Russia for years. This was not a choice of which American to bring home. We brought home Trevor Reed when we had a chance early this year. Sadly, for totally illegitimate reasons, Russia is treating Paul's case differently than Brittany's. And while we have not yet succeeded in securing Paul's release, we are not giving up. We will never give up. We remain in close touch with Paul's family, the Whelan family. And my thoughts and prayers are with them today. They have to have such mixed emotions today. And we'll keep negotiating in good faith for Paul's release. I guarantee that. I say that to the family. I guarantee you. And I urge Russia to do the same to ensure that Paul's health and and humane treatment are maintained until we are able to bring him home. I don't want any American to sit wrongfully detained in one extra day if we can bring that person home. My administration has now brought home dozens of Americans who were wrongfully detained or held hostage abroad, many of whom had been held since before I took office. And today, we also remember the other Americans that are being held hostage and wrongfully detained in Russia or anywhere else in the world. Reuniting these Americans with their loved ones remains a priority a priority for my administration, every person in my administration involved in this. We're going to continue to work to bring home every American who continues to endure such an injustice. Man, oh man, all I can think after hearing that is Joe Biden got some pretty good chefs over there in that White House. What do I mean by having pretty good chefs? That word salad was awesome because after all, it's just word salad. You know, Joe Biden, we are on to you and we, the American people, we don't listen to your words so much as we do watch your actions. Your actions speak louder than your words. Joe Biden, you had a conference. You met Vladimir Putin in 2021 and you gave the man a pair of sunglasses and a sculpture. And not once did you mention our, our Marine. Not once did you mention Paul Whelan. Why not Joe? How are we supposed to believe you now that he's your priority? If he was your priority, that would have been the first thing that came out of your mouth when you met Vladimir Putin. But it wasn't. And even on this matter, where you managed to get Brittany Griner home in under 10 months, and she pled guilty. She actually had the product. She took hashish oil into someone else's country. And you managed to get her out. And you want to tell us that it's a totally different deal, that they're treating him differently. No, no, no. They don't get to treat him differently if the president of the United States of America tells him that Paul Whelan is a priority. You just told us that he was your priority. Somehow I believe that if you had told Vladimir Putin that Paul Whelan was a priority to you, he would have been on that list of people to come home. But he's not because he wasn't a priority to you, Joe Biden. We look at all the things you've done with our military from your infamous September 1st red speech with the two Marines behind you. I say the next time you try to embarrass America, Joe Biden, you only get to use one Marine because you left one behind. Your actions speak louder than your words, Joe Biden. And we're watching. Now, that's not to say that You know, Brittany Griner and those who love her shouldn't rejoice in the fact that she's home. But I said, even on one of my podcast shows, 
we must never allow this to seem that she had a right to be extradited out of Russia. Why do I say that? Because of what I said earlier in the show, ladies and gentlemen, we are a republic. We come together from many different places, from many different religions, many different walks, because we choose to. We're not a race. We are here together in the great melting pot from, and I'm just going to pick some places, Afghanistan, Mexico, Brazil, from wherever you come, you come here because you want to be an American. You want to live the American dream. You want to be in the great melting pot. So I said all of that to say this. Brittany Griner denounced us. Brittany Griner didn't want anything to do with those things that bind us together as Americans. Let me make my point. You got a basketball team or let's let's okay. Basketball team would be a little bit too obvious, wouldn't it? Let's use a baseball team. You got a baseball team and that team has a, a fight song. That baseball team has a uniform. That baseball team has a custom before they take to the field to fight there or play against their opponents. Should I say? Well, now let's bring in Brittany Grant. She didn't want to wear the uniform. She hates your fight song. And she doesn't believe in your customs. So I ask you, is she a member of your team? No, she's not. Everybody out there just said it. No, she's not a member of my team. If you're not going to wear my uniform, if you're not going to sing the the fight song that we sing before we go out to play a game, if you're not going to honor any of the traditions, you know, that breaks the malokis, that, that gets the mojo off of us so we can do what? Win. If you're not about any of those things and you denounce them, well, you're denouncing me. You're denouncing the team. Brittany Griner hates the sound of the national anthem, doesn't respect it, doesn't believe it should be played before the American people and our guests as we enjoy our American pastimes. Because after all, let's not forget this. What she does for a living is recreation. We pay her whatever she gets paid. I think she made like a million dollars to try to go to Russia. Uh, I wonder if she got that check. (laughs) We pay them to entertain us by playing a game. It's called the American pastime. So if you're going to be allowed to make money, plan a game, I think it's not out of order to show a little respect to the nation, the Marines, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, who pay an ultimate price for you to be able to slam dunk. So when it comes to why I feel the way I feel about Brittany Griner, maybe perhaps many of you out there feel the same way. It's a justifiable feeling. But we have to temper it with decency. She's here now. And welcome home, Brittany Griner. If this is indeed your home, you should declare that to us now at this point. I recognize that she's made a public announcement that she's about to create or join a group that's going to do everything in their power to get Paul Whalen home and all those others who she says were wrongfully convicted in Russia and elsewhere. That sounds nice. But again, it's just more word salad. The same as Joe Biden spoke earlier. Why do I say that? Because she used the word wrongfully convicted. He's wrongfully convicted. Yes. But you, ma'am, You were rightfully convicted of what you did. You took drugs into a foreign country as an ambassador of the United States, because let's not let's not kid ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. If you leave the confines of the United States of America. And you are air quotes, an American, you represent all of us. You don't take drugs into somebody else's country and expect for that to be cool. And when you think of what we had to give up, Brittany, and I'm talking to you. When you think of what we had to give up to get you back. I would hope somewhere in here you would say thank you to the American people. And that's all of us. Whether you like us or not, whether you like the national anthem or not. I think you need to say thank you to those of us who use the imprimatur of the United States of America to bring you back where? Home. Now. Those of you out there 
you got your lives that you're living and you're, and you're doing your things. I want to remind you of why we have, and, and maybe it's just something you might not want to do because of the electric bill. I don't know, but we normally have lights and all of that stuff on, on our homes. Some people think it was for us, you know, like I'm going to put the lights on my house to show off and, you know, I can put on this. No. When I think back on my childhood and I see all the lights and the garland and this and that, it's for the community. It's to say that we're one heart, we're one mind that at this season, at this time, let us be good to one another. Let us make wonder and magic for the children's sake. Because those of us north of 50, you can close your eyes right now and you're going to remember days, holiday seasons when you got out of school and it was the Christmas break. It was so much fun snowmen sleds sometimes it wasn't even a sled it was just a piece of cardboard with some string on it but it worked it got the job done we have a responsibility to all of these beautiful young people that are around us they're looking at us they're looking at the world they're in we need to make it wonderful and magical even if it's just for a little while so whatever you can do this holiday season, I, you know, it doesn't have to be an electrical situation. Because, again, I understand electricity, electricity, bills. You can get some garland. You can get some uh, decorations. You can even make it yourself out of construction paper. But do something to celebrate. And I know I, I, I heard you. I just heard you. You're out there saying, yeah, but that's a Christian holiday. And I'm not a Christian, so I'm not going to celebrate a Christian holiday. Hey, come on. I know some people of the Jewish faith who celebrate Christmas and, and they, you understand the situation there, but yet they understand the connectivity of the Christmas holiday season. And let me make this clear to you guys out there just for one moment. You talk about being tolerant. You talk about a, a nation of tolerance. Any and everybody who is able to live their lives in the confines of the United States of America you do so despite what Joe correction, despite what Obama said, you do so because this is a Christian nation. This nation was founded under God and we, the Christian people of this nation who founded it are tolerant and accepting of everyone. Don't be rude and disrespect that. How about you join in in the magic of that much so that we can all have some fun so that we can all look each other in the eyes and, and, and feel peace and love. That's going to come from you. That's going to come from accepting the traditions and the ways and the culture of America. It's the holiday season and I'm ready to get it on. I mean, somewhere out there is some eggnog and some yak waiting on me. Now, I don't admonish that, you know, people drink, uh, drink responsibly if you're going to do it at all. But I'm, I'm ready to get into the season. I'm ready to have that fun with you all and just be out there. And if you see somebody, don't forget to smile at them. Don't forget to shine a little love on them and be patient with people. Because in this season, we all got a lot of stuff that's going on. We got a lot of things that are pulling on us. So I ask you to be that, be that source of joy. You can do it. It's inside of you. In fact, here comes the funny part. When you think about all the sim symbolism of Christmas, you got all these Christmas lights out front of your house and it lights up your house. That is actually an ironic representation of the love and joy that's inside the house. You follow me? The love and joy that's inside your temple, a.k.a. your house, a.k.a. you. Let that love shine out. Let it turn into a beam on your face because somebody needs to see it. Trust and know they do. And if you can do that much, it will be okay. Somebody sneezes. You catch a cold. I don't want you to sneeze on people, but I surely want you to love on them. I want you to smile at them. I want you to be patient and, and, and help bring that Christmas spirit out. Can't you feel it coming? It's coming right now. There it is. Uh oh, I feel it. Yes. That's what we need to be doing. That will reaffirm America to the world. Let our light shine. Let our light shine inside of us, out to the world. Let the light shine on our houses and the trees, wherever we can get that done. I encourage you all to do that because must Christmas only be magical to the children 
of yesteryear? I say no. I say that we can all create those memories for the children that we have in our lives right here, right now. We'll be taking a break and we'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to Escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me at 951-252-2027. That's 951-252-2027. One last time, day or night, area code 951-252-2027. Or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman and MLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation and MLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Part two of the main event. My name is Ken White from the Southside Unicorn Podcast, but I'm filling in for your friend Ed Hoffman, and he'll be back again with you next week. And he's my friend too. Ed doesn't talk too much about real estate here, and I won't either. Why? Because I'm not in the real estate business. But if you're in the market and you have an eye on a piece of property, whether it's for yourself or to get your grown kids out of your house or you're over 62 and you want to learn more about that reverse mortgage thing everyone's talking about, call Ed at 951-252-2027 or go on edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo to do the cyber thing, the cyber thingy. You'll hear back from Ed or one of his talented teammates and they'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. In the first half, we were talking about coming together and setting aside our differences, not just at Christmas time, but also in the new year and all year round. In order for us to do that, we got to get along. Just like I said in the first uh, segment, ladies and gentlemen, the first half, we have to accept each other. We have to coexist. We come from different walks of life. We come from different sides of the game. Some of us believe in this. Some of us believe in that. But when it comes to the workplace, when it comes to raising our children, when it comes to just getting along, we have to give and take. Here's another story that shows the backward state of affairs we're in today. Let me see if I can get this to you real quick. Like the Pennsylvania school board member who said the quiet part out loud during a recent meeting by denouncing the election of a straight white man to be school board president has called it quits. That's right. She's so upset about it. She quit. Remember I told you about not picking up your toys and going home? Well, she didn't get it her way because she doesn't believe that a straight cisgen white male should be in charge of anything. So she picked up her ball and she left. Her name is Jennifer Salat. The Upper Moreland School District Board Treasurer said she refused to approve her colleague, Greg DeElia, as president because he was, and I quote, the only cis white male on the board, even though she admitted he would be 
an excellent selection. It's quote, I believe that Mr. D'Elia would be an excellent president. Salat said on December 6th. However, I feel that electing the only cis white male on this board as president of this district sends the wrong message to our community. A message that is contrary to what we as, as a board have been trying to accomplish. That's what she said. Now, didn't we just talk about that in the first segment and even now that we all have to get along, though we may come from different walks of life, from different perspectives? So you're trying to tell me that because this man is, for all intents and purposes, I don't really carry with that word, sis. Let's say he is a traditional straight white male. Is that an indictment in and of itself? Does that mean he's no longer allowed to participate in life? You know what the great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said? He said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And as a, as a cis black male, I guess that's what I am. Am I, am I a cis black male? I, I think that's what I am. I have to stand up for my brother. <laughs> I got to say that wasn't cool. That wasn't right. And guess what? Fortunately, this story does have a happy ending. There was a massive backlash to the bigoted board treasurer's remarks, which she succumbed to by resigning this week. On Monday, the woman who was elected president over Delia's president over Delia's announcement that Jennifer Salat had stepped down. Quote, as a result of this incident, Ms. Salat has decided to resign from the board effective January 2nd. She wishes to apologize for her poorly chosen words. The comments were solely hers and were not intended to represent the opinion of the entire board of directors. Well, uh, Ms. Salat, why are you waiting until January 2nd? Why you got to wait? You can just go ahead and leave right now. It's the holiday season. Go ahead and take a vacay and get on up out of there. Sorry to see you go. Not sorry. Um, as for Greg D'Elia, the straight cis white male, he says that he supports diversity. This is his quote. But these comments did not further diversity and reflected poorly on our community. Now, that's powerful. When you think that this man was at the brunt end of discrimination. And yet, and thank goodness he prevailed. Thank goodness the people of this community prevailed, because if he had not gotten that job. Because of this one woman's belief system, because of Miss Salat, you know what I'm saying? It would say a lot about that community if they let Miss Salat control them like that. And I want to say this to you all out there, okay? You need to think about this. There's somebody like Miss Salat everywhere. They're at your job. They're in your family. They're around you. We must denounce them. Don't let them make you think that these weird talking points are what we have to be about. There's room enough for everybody in America. The straight, the not straight, the cool, the not cool, the hip people, the nerds too. But those who are speaking this language of division, no matter what side they're coming from, if they're speaking division, we don't need them. And here's one of the tests that you can use uh, while you're out there. The United States Constitution is the thing that binds us. The national anthem is the thing that binds us. If you got somebody out there supporting and promoting those things and not saying something like, oh, we need to fundamentally transform this nation. That's what Miss Salat was just trying to do. She was trying to fundamentally transform our nation to match what she believed was the quote unquote community. No, no. Sometimes a cis white male is going to be in charge. Why? Because he's qualified. That's why. This ties into something said by the Russian prisoner. We gave up to get back Brittany Griner. How ironic how all of this just seems to come together because we're a big old melting pot. That's why. Everything in our country is relative to something in our country. And that's why you have to be vigilant. That's why you have to keep your eyes and your ears open. And when you hear somebody speaking things that goes against the American way, I certainly hope you're going to stand up 
and speak out. Yeah, this ties into something said by the Russian prisoner we gave up to get back Brittany Grinder, Victor Bout. Upon his relief, Bout was interviewed by Maria Butina. Do you guys know who Maria Butina is? She's a Russian spy. She's just like Natasha and Boris. She, <laughs> please, <laughs> yeah, she's a Russian spy, straight up. But she made it back to Mother Russia. And guess what? She has her own talk show. She's like their Whoopi Goldberg. She's like their Oprah. You know what I'm saying? So the minute, the minute my man Victor Bout got home, oh, he's running the ticker tape parades. He's, he's all over the place. They got him on every show they can possibly get him on. The unapologetic former Russian spy best known for infiltrating groups like the NRA to influence the 2016 election. She interviewed him on her show. Here's a part of that interview. Do you hate America? No. You know, in fact, I'm knowing many inmates. I figure out we're sharing way more common. Maybe America is very much similar. Look, it's the same size. They have a, it's the same kind of this. And when you talk to them, there is nothing there even to beef about. We are naturally, you know, born not to be enemies. And whenever there's conflict, it's elites. You know, every, you know, American I met in a prison who is from rural area, was very easy to deal with. He has no problem with Russia, and he was curious about Russia, despite all propaganda. They're losing their Christian values. They're losing their families. They're losing literally their countries. It's not anymore the same country. We knew America, who used to be a model for entire world, and lead and be an example, you know, like they say, a shiny town on the, you know, sparkling town on a hill. And this is, of course, pity. It was a strong country who was really a, you know, industrial might, you know, this one. And look, for 30, 40 years, deindustrialization, drug problem, crime waves. You can understand, and I feel more empathy to American after this experience than I would feel any hate. There's a Chinese philosopher. I, I'm hoping that I pronounce his name right, and I hope I get it right. His name is Tung Zhu. T-Z-U-S-Z-U. Tung Zhu. He said that you should know thy enemy. That way you'll be victorious when you engage them. For all intents and purposes, even though despite what Victor Bout just said, he is our enemy. But his observations about us are sound because of what he does for a living. He is, after all, a merchant of death. He went on to say some other things in the interview that I would have to simply quote to you because it looks like that that particular interview of Victor Bout is being, um, I don't know what you want to call it here in America, shadow banned, suppressed or whatever. But the left definitely, definitely don't want you hearing what Victor Bout had to say about America, about America. But I'm going to share it with you right here, right now. This is a quote from Victor Bout, a.k.a. the Merchant of Death, as he continued that interview that he had with Maria Butina. He said, you know, not, OK, guys, let me have some fun. I'm going to have some fun with you. You know, there is a reverse racism in America. It's very diffi- difficult to be a normal white person who wants a family and children who wants love. And that's what you, what you want. Victor Bout said then, thank you for letting me indulge my effort in a Russian accent. Um, the man said that America is down because of drugs, because of division, because of reverse discrimination. Now let me oh, reverse racism is his exact word. Let me, let me handle that real quick. I don't like the word reverse racism because what it implies is that r- racism is properly done when it's aimed at moi. Yours truly. Now is right. No, no, no. We all know that racism in any of its forms is ugly and to be denounced by Americans, especially by Christian conservative Americans. That's how we get down. We judge people by the content of their character and never by the color of their skin or their sexual orientation or the amount of money they have in their pockets or what side of the state they live on or what kind of car they drive. We don't do that. That's Americans. Now, when you think about Victor Bout and this very prurient, prurient observation 
of the people he spent time with. Because you got to remember, he was in our American jails and he's talking to Americans. He's not just sitting there chilling because that's not what Russians do. Russians learn. Russians play a mean game of chess. So he was still learning and observing Americans. And his observations were spot on. He said that we're engaged in reverse racism. We got these drugs running rampant. That we used to be an industrial powerhouse, but we're not anymore. I'm not so sure Victor Bout didn't just ring the dinner bell on us. You know what I'm saying? That's what it sounds like to me. So I want to put his words to the test. He says that these things are true in America. Well, let's see. I want to segue into a story about the Los Angeles City Council. I bet you know what I'm about to say. Let's let's dive into it. Here's a story our L.A. County listeners may be familiar with. The L.A. City Council has devolved into one embarrassment after another, and even the holiday season can't stop the chaos. Remember, it started in October when three L.A. City Council members, including the council president, were caught on tape making horrifically racist remarks. In the leaked conversation recorded in October of last year, then council member, council president, Nuri Martinez, along with councilman Kevin DeLeon and Gil Cedillo, were heard laughing and mocking people of the Oaxacan descent, Mexicans who hailed from the state of Oaxaca. Now, you guys will be proud of yours truly. If you see how this word is spelled, I actually pronounced it right. Oaxaca. On the tape, Martinez was heard calling Oaxacans so ugly, and she said she doesn't know what village they came from. One of the two males, either DeLeon or Cedillo, then refers to them as Indios, which is a derogatory racist term used in Mexico. Hold up, partner. You guys are the, the titular head of the Los Angeles City Council. Isn't it said throughout America that wherever California goes, so goes the nation? Well, 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 looks like Victor Bout knows what he's talking about. On the same tape, the group was also the group also used slurs against a young black child the adopted son of a councilman, Mike Bonin. On the tape, Nui Martinez can be heard saying these offensive things about the toddler. Now, it's going to get a little bumpy, y'all, but I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, bullet point some of the things that were said and captured in this recording because keep in mind what Victor Bout said. Keep in mind who these people are. These are Democrats. These are the progressives. These are the woke. These are the people who want to fundamentally transform our America. You know, the ones that want to block a cis white male from becoming president, the one who want to help black folks, so they say. And now let's take a listen to what they really think. Like Ice Cube said, here's what they think about you. Take a listen. Referring to the boy with the Spanish slur that means little monkey. I don't know what that Spanish slur is, and I don't think we really want to repeat it here on this fine radio station, but you get it. They also went on to say, saying that Mike Bonin, who is gay, treats the child like an accessory. Now, that's deep, ladies and gentlemen, because let, let me let me do this real quick. I have an old saying that I made because when I was a youth counselor helping young people get through a really rough part in their lives, I came up with an old saying, which is. Love, there's enough of it to go around and it never runs out. So when it comes to the ideation of parental love for a child, I don't mess with that. As long as that love is clean, pure, and it raises a child up in the way that they should go, you know what I'm saying. That's love. And you can never come in between that. I can't imagine anything uglier you could say to a parent. Then that they treat their child like an accessory. But notice the theme here of all of these wicked people. They're dehumanizing a child of color. None of them spoke of that child as a human being. None of them. Let's go on and, and hit some more of those sad bullet points. Saying Bonin is raising, his, him, raising him like a white kid. 
Somebody said that. They said Bonin is raising him like a white kid. Now, this one touches close to home for me because on the south side of Chicago, I was born and raised over there and I was raised by a single mom. Now, here's the deal with me. I knew that education was my way out. I knew it. I believed it because of everything I saw around me. I knew I had to get up out of there. And the only way to get up out of there was with an education and to get this thing right. My grandfather taught me that. My mother taught me that. All the men in my life taught me that. So I handled my business. That means I had on a nice pair of slacks, had on a nice shirt. Oftentimes I had on a bow tie or a necktie. I knew that understanding the English language was a vehicle. So I spoke with proper diction. And what did I get met with by the conditioned people in my community who believe in certain things? And I'm not knocking that, but I want to say this. They would say, man, Kenny, you think like a white man. And I would ask them, well, just what does a white man think like? What does that mean? And so when I see this horrible statement of raising him like a white kid, what does that mean? Does that mean you're going to teach him to obey the laws? Does that mean he's going to wear his pants properly? Does that mean he's going to honor his teachers and learn something? Does that mean he's going to be a respectable, upright citizen in America? What does it mean, raise him like a white kid? Now, let's flip that on the other side of their thinking. What if he was going to raise him like a black kid? Does that mean he was going to raise him like a little monkey? These are some very despicable people, ladies and gentlemen, and I want you to remember who they are. The Democrats. They're the ones that claim that they're getting it right and that me and my buddies, those of us on the right, that we're getting it wrong. That Trump is a racist, that I'm a racist. I mean, and that's what they say about a person like me because I'm a former peace officer, the whole nine yards, and they have this talk of if a black person comes out of that that block, then I'm just a white supremacist too. <laughs> We can't be that simple, ladies and gentlemen. We can't keep falling for the simple talking, uh, talking points. After calls for her resignation went all the way to the White House, Martinez eventually apologized and resigned two months ago. You know your remarks are racist when Uncle Joe says they're racist. Why? Because Joe Biden would know. Trust me. Gil Cedillo did not resign, but quietly served out the end of his term. And in a letter he sent this week, called himself a victim of cancel culture. Now, isn't that rich? These are the same people that when we were telling people we were being cancel cultured, they said, oh, cancel culture doesn't exist. But now it does because Gil Cedillo is on the receiving end of some of it, right? Hmm. Kevin DeLeon, who was heard laughing on the tape and comparing the child to a Louis Vuitton handbag, told you they didn't talk about this child like a human being. Not one remark from them refers to this child as a human. He is not resigned and does not appear to plan on resigning. After laying low for two months, DeLeon returned to the city council duties in the past week, only to cause a major distraction. This week, DeLeon assaulted a protester at a Christmas toy giveaway while wearing a Santa Claus hat. In the video, DeLeon could be seen pushing the protester on a table, flipping him over, and yanking him up by the, co- by the shirt collar. Now, let's keep it real. He was yanking homeboy. He was, he was mollywhopping him. This is a city council member laying hands on a city, on a, on, a, on, a, on a private citizen. I only saw those type of things in Taiwan or in third world nations. Well, well, well. You can't make this up. Meanwhile, protesters have been disrupting city council meetings using distracting objects like noisemakers, cowbells, and as of this month, they started using mirrors. New president Paul Krikorian has had enough. Sergeants, remove the people who are shining light in my eye with mirrors. So so those items. Okay, wait, wait. I'm instructing you to put all of those mirrors down now. Anybody who has a mirror up, I'm going to exclude you for disrupting the meeting. Put them down. I'm ordering you to put them down now. Sergeants, everyone who's holding a mirror up has to go. They have to go. So They're ordered excluded from this meeting for disrupting the work of the council. I want them all removed. And they'll all be subject to Council Rule 7. They need to be removed. Wow. 
Now, see, real quick, there's hypocrisy there. These mirrors offend this man, but yet this is the same political party that had no problem with young protesters that say defund the police, no justice, no peace, putting lasers in the eyes of our beloved police officers. These are the same people. Now, you put a mirror in his face, and you get to get kicked out. Put a laser in the eyes of a cop, and they were just fine with it. What hypocrites. Now, let me just say this. I'm getting a little old because I got a child out there that's now 34 years old. His name is Scott. This is his birthday weekend. Scott, happy birthday. And I hope wherever you are, you're smiling and you're surrounded by all those who love you. I love you. Happy birthday. This is Ken White filling in for Ed Hoffman. Ed Hoffman will be back next week to do that awesome stuff that he does. And I can't wait to hear him too. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I'm honored to have been here. And we're out. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do. And that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me at 951-252-2027. That's 951 252 2027 one last time day or night area code 951-252-2027 or go to edhoffman.net click on the united american mortgage logo ed hoffman and mls id number 9921 united american mortgage corporation and mls id number 1942 united american mortgage corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the california department of real estate am 590 the answer Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com